You're listening to the Mobcast Network. apology now no <laughs> it's a great way to start the show man if you watch this uh, movie <laughs> uh, i'm sorry my audience i'm dear audience drew here co kohas here i'm so sorry i i really did i was on a plane and i i started watching this movie and i thought to myself you might have to beep this but like shit fuckers fuck fuck it's bad <laughs> And all I could see is my turn into a Tourette's fit. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, on the plane with people next Edward to me. Norton movie. <laughs> yeah, and then there was like random boobs in it, and I was like, "These aren't cool boobs." This person sitting next to me is looking at me watching a shitty movie on my phone. This is not cool boobs. These are not cool boobs. Uh, T-shirt already done. Not cool boobs. Can we have that one? Oh, uh, we probably will see. Maybe we just don't spell it. Maybe we spell it B E W B S. Beebs. All right. Beebs. Uh, can we start the show? Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> Welcome, my friends, to the catacombs, the deep underground layer where we keep the really weird stuff at the cult movie cantina. I'm not sure if that counted. I'm your Native American pop culture spirit guide, Scotty, and I'm joined by my co-host, Drew. Co-host. I am really sorry. <laughs> It really does bother me. You sound like you're drunk. I'm really sorry. I love you, man. I love you. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I even have it on playing right now, and it makes no sense to me. <laughs> oh, this is going to be a fun podcast. You can check us out on my website, scuddywhite.com, or you can join the discussion at the Cult Movie Cantina's Facebook page, facebook.com, Cult Movie Cantina. Our movies are like your grandma, so why don't you talk to her on Facebook while you're visiting us? Facebook, the place your grandma goes, and weird movies lurk. This week, we took a look at the 1993 cyborg movie, Nemesis. Alex Rain is a human being. His life is more dangerous with each sunrise. Alex Rain will be destroyed somehow, some way. He should die for what he's done. Get out! In a future false world, he stands for truth. He's a cop, all right. In a violent world, violence is his life. He knows he must face the human condition alone. It takes more than flesh and blood to be human, Alex. I can't feel anything anymore. Maybe you should take the time to find out what you care about, Alex. You're not really human anymore, are you? He knows the answer, but he doesn't know the question. I think he accepted the story, but the time to learn the truth will be too late. He must face an ever-changing enemy in an eternal fight against an indestructible force. I need your help with the cyborgs. The never-ending battle line is drawn. They will never let him go. 
me relax, Marion. He has what they must have. Jared's mind and soul, Alex. In a world where humanity is measured in percentages, only Alex Rain knows the path to redemption to the cyborg enemy. He is their nemesis. You have something to say about this movie? <laughs> only I'm sorry. <laughs> So, do you want the backstory on why I picked this movie? Yes, I do. All right. So, when I was a kid, I wasn't allowed to read a lot of Starlog. I could read some, but my parents were, were kind of strict about because they knew that Starlog was also Fangoria. So it was kind of like my nerd porn, literally. Wait, 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 wait. That makes no sense. Nope. It's not going to. <laughs> Don't question it. There's lots of stories that are going to begin this way. <laughs> so, so you couldn't see read Starlog. Because they also made Fangoria. That's correct. Are you sure that they also made Fangoria? I don't think that's true. Oh, well, they look similar. So that's what they went off of. It was like, oh, look, their magazine's about movies. Like, yep. you can't have Premiere either. Yep. <laughs> uh, I could have you uh, Entertainment Weekly. Right? I could have generic stuff. Right. But my mom's a uh, lovely lady, very big scaredy cat. Doesn't like anything... No tense movies. She likes kittens, rainbows, and butterflies, and Jesus. Like that's her, <laughs> that's her space. And Starlog had none of that. Certainly, Fangoria didn't. No. So, like, like I got in Fango once and I was very happy. But like everything else around it. So Starlog, I got a Starlog. It was contraband for me. I was obsessed with it. In in that particular issue, was a entire uh, behind the scenes, and it's this exact opening sequence from. Nemesis. Oh, I have to find this because Starlog is um, the whole catalog is available for free online. Yeah, I, I started digging around in '92, but I didn't see anything. They had one magazine in '92, and it was a Star Trek quarterly. I'll see. I can see if I can see find if you can find it. Because there's a, like a like the, the same. Because that was the only sci-fi. That was the premier premier sci-fi magazine, right? Right. So Starlog, there's a, the the folks who did the. You can get the the basic arcade games and stuff. Yep. For, they also did Star. They put all the Star Logs up. So it's oh, same. got it. So I mean, it's a it's a huge catalog, and I thought it was complete. But I'll go dig. I'll go dig, and if I can find it, I'll link it on the um, show notes. So anyway, it was that, and so I got super obsessed. Uh, I read about Oliver. I don't know how much. I don't want to spoil anything, and you know, like his background and stuff. Do you know any of that? Are you talking about any of that? Does it even matter? <laughs> no, I'm not. <laughs> so he's former special forces. He was like a legit. Uh, a French special forces soldier. Oh, yeah, I knew he was French. Yeah, his dad is a famous surgeon. His brother's a famous surgeon. His other brother is named Daryl. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, but he's. I like, like the new heart joke. Yeah, that's old school. Yeah, I just right. pull it back. But anyway, he's like a he's a former special forces guy. Kind of like he's like France the the French uh, Steven Seagal. Okay, I, I can see that uh, really a lot. <laughs> anyway. It's funny because it. <laughs> I wasn't expecting to do, and nothing against the French, but I wasn't expecting to do two French starring films back to back. Oh. So for me, I have just recently, we have just recently posted our Highlander episodes. Which I, is fantastic. Which I saw, uh, you know, was Christopher Lambert, who was born in New York, but raised in France. And doesn't, I had no idea. Right, I didn't know that either. I, I thought was, it was French. I thought it was French too. And then I was like, he was born, and Stephanie, like, called me on a quick no he's french and but he was born in new york and it's like it's like mel gibson born in new york raised in australia right so 
But at least he spoke English. Right. <laughs> yeah, Christopher Lambert has a very thick French... Uh, it almost sounds like his tongue is swollen sometimes. <laughs> Real quick on Highlander before, before I get back to... <laughs> And go if, back. First of all, go away, go listen to the Highlander. Episode. It's a great episode. But, but and uh, prairie dogs are very important. <laughs> oh, just Dana. Um, so it is. I don't. I didn't mention this, but it's it's amazing to me that it stars Sean Connery, who is Scottish, right, and Christian Lambert, who's not, and neither one of them sounds Scottish in this movie. Right. <laughs> neither one of them are playing a Scotsman. Neither one. Of oh, playing, I guess one of them is. But one of them is But the Frenchman is a Scotsman. And the Sc- Sean Connery's like Spanish or something, right? No, he's Egyptian by way of Spain by way of Sean Connery. That's how I wrote it in the script. <laughs> I don't even understand. He went to a dialect coach to learn how to speak the English and Spanish. This, you know, the, uh, but he spoke, he spoke. He spoke Sean Connery. Yeah, it's the same thing he did in Hunt for Red October. <laughs> he's like he he just paid. No, he just convinced uh, the studio. To pay for him a vacation to Spain. It's Fact. Like, I'm going to quote, quote, learn how to do it. And then showed up and it's like, I'm Sean Connery. Yeah. What are you going to do? Yeah. Yeah. No one says no. <laughs> right. Zardoz, bitch. <laughs> Zardoz. We need to throw that one on the list. Oh, God, no. I haven't seen it in a long time. Oh. Maybe once. So, like we've been talking about, we have seen, uh, this is uh, Nemesis. Nemesis came out in 1993 or 92. It's a mystery. But I, I found box office dates for '93, so I'm leaning toward '93. But every a lot of research says '92, and I'm I'm. Not, I wonder if it was a foreign release that was, then came back to the U.S. Right, it was funded by money from Denmark. Was it really? Yeah, yeah. That's well, that's the last movie they ever made. So, directed by uh, Albert Pion, who directed uh, most famously Cyborg, which is a better version of this movie. Yep. Uh, the Sword and the Sorcerer in 1982, which I've never seen. I haven't either. Uh, and then the 1990 version of Captain America. Oh, that's right. Yeah, so he directed that. With the best Red School ever. Right. I forget his name. Yeah. <laughs> Beatty. Isn't it? Ned Beatty? Is it Ned Beatty's Red School in that? Uh, yeah. School me as a pig guy? <laughs> <I'm> a, <laughs> I think <laughs> that'd be amazing. Oscar-nominated Ned Beatty? Or maybe, maybe Oscar winning. I don't know if he won for... Hey, maybe it's not Ned Beatty. Probably not. <laughs> Could be. I mean, Ned Beatty was Otis in uh, yeah. Superman. So Yeah, it's somebody. <laughs> it's a guy with a name. Playing by a human being. <laughs> Favorite Red Skull. <laughs> hey, you know what, though? It was a real human being. Right. There was no CG involved. Right. What was a real Red Skull. Written by Rebecca Charles. Uh, she's most famously known for this thing. He's the only thing she wrote with Nemesis. She's got credit on the other uh, sequels, though, for characters. Uh, cinematography by George Modian, who uh, direct, uh, who was a cinematographer for Kickboxer 2. All four nemesises. <laughs> <Masai>. Nemesis? <laughs> Please plug that in from Mystery Men. Well, we've always been each other's greatest nemesis. This is I. Nemesis. What, what's the plural on that? Nemesis. Whatever. And um, one of my favorite full moon entertainment films, Dollman. Oh, Dollman's great. Yeah, Dollman's great. Isn't that the guy in this? Yep, yep. Jack, Jack, uh, yeah, um, Jack Death. Jack Death. That's Transfers. Also, yep. Also, one of those films. Yep. Uh, and that, but he's the he's the it, dude in this one. Yeah, Tim uh, Thomerson. Yeah, that's it. Uh, special effects by Tony Chavez, 
who is also famous for d- being, uh, being the special effects director of Star Trek Nemesis. <laughs> He's done. Did he really? Yes. <laughs> oh my God. Hey, you know what? Uh, who should we get for special effects? Well, this guy has a nemesis already on his credits. So That's seven letters he, less to he, type, Ted. He, he was the only guy who was... Uh, he's the only guy... Uh, these are the only two credits he has where he is the the head guy special effects. The rest of the time, he's assisting. Yep. And so it was Nemesis and Star Trek Nemesis. So that's pretty much how that happened. Uh, he did a lot of work on the TV show Angel, and he also uh, was uh, influential in Disney's The Country Bears movie. Oh, interesting. So if you watch the trailer of this film, the trailer says, from the visual effects from of, of Terminator 2, and what they mean by is the visual effects uh, director of photography, Christopher Duddy, who worked on The Abyss, Waterworld, he was uncredited on Titanic. He did uh, Dante's Peak, and of course, he did Terminator Two. But, but there's got to be a caveat to this. He just put his name on it. They gave him money for it because there's no way. Towards the end of the movie, when you get a Terminator ripoff three thousand, <laughs> it's not a T; it's an S three thousand. When it shows up, I mean, it's like the, it's like the off-brand Terminator. There's no way. There's no way. <laughs> There's just no way. Maybe Terminator 1. It looks kind of like Terminator 1's endoskeleton. It's, to me, the endoskeleton fight, and we'll get, get to it, it's, uh, but the endoskeleton fight is like if Terminator 1 and the fight scene of Freddy Krueger's skeleton in Nightmare on Elm Street 3 had a baby that was disabled. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> I'm with you, and that's the robot guy. Nemesis. Yeah, absolutely. You're like, good, good going, sport. How we get to you may not go to college, but we're gonna get you that high school degree. <laughs> Here it is. <laughs> Throw them on out there, see what happens. Yeah, that's what, that, that's basically that's basically what this is. Um, the music is by Michael Rubin, uh, Rubini, who did uh, the soundtrack to uh, Manhunter, which is also known as the first Hannibal Lecter movie. Yep. Uh, Michael Mann. If you've not seen it, it's really good. It's a fantastic movie. Actually. It's, it's a what I like about Michael Michael Mann, especially in that era. It's just beautifully eighties because this is in his Miami Vice kind oh, of yeah. fate, right, right. And so it's preheat and all that. But it's well, it's not. Do you know what the original Heat was called? No, because you know Heat Heat was a movie first. Yeah, and then he remade it. So the first version. I gotta go look it up again. But the first version of Heat's terrible. There's a great comparison of the the scene between like Pacino and and uh, oh I need to, I need to go look that up uh, and uh, De Niro in in the diner yeah, yeah yeah and then what it was in the made for TV version that he made <laughs> oh so he made it twice yeah he made it twice oh right wow. so he he made a bad movie and then it was like if I had some money I could make it good and it worked <laughs> yeah because he's I mean one of the most classic of all time right especially that scene but yeah so. Oh, we'll look at yeah, I will But I don't know I'll post the Is that the movie notes. were they actually in the scenes together? Or was it like some section of that movie where they didn't film them together and so it's just if you notice it's just overs. It's just the whole thing is like over the shoulder and there's never there's never a twofer. It's because they wouldn't talk to each other. I think I could be I could be making up shit again, uh, but actors. <laughs> yeah, but I, I think there remember there being some deal there. Uh the movie stars uh Special Forces French dude, Oliver Gruner. As Alex Reigns. Also Roman Reigns. Sorry. Tim Thomerson as uh, Farnsworth. <laughs> it's a terrible bad guy name. <laughs> Farnsworth! I have a lot of I have a, a lot of issues with the names <laughs> in this whole entire film. Uh Kerry Huyuki Tagawa 
or also known as Shang Sun. He's awesome, though. Oh, he's amazing. As Angie Live. Uh, Yuji Okamoto, as, also known as Chosen from <laughs> Karate Kid Part 2, as Yoshiro's, uh, Yoshiro Han. Uh, Majori uh, Monaghan as Jared. Tim Matthews, who is in Return of the Living Dead Part 1, and he is uh, Tommy in uh, Friday 13th Part 6, Jason Lives. No joke. Yeah, yeah. Uh, as uh, Marion, uh, Deborah Shelton as Julian. Thomas Jane as Billy. As in the Thomas Jane. And Oscar nominee, Jackie Earl Haley as Einstein. Oh, that's right. And he's at the end, so. Yep. Oh, boy. <laughs> so. so that's, that's who's in this film. Yeah. And it doesn't make a difference. So, so um... I'm normally good at doing synopsises, and unfortunately, if you've watched this film, you understand that it does not make sense, and I typically write my own synopsises. I did not this time, because I did not know what was going on. I had no clue. So together, I'm going to read the Wikipedia page. It's, it's synopsis, because it may tell us a story. And then we will talk between paragraphs, I think. Is that, is that fun for you? It's perfectly great. All right. So I'm just watching this terrible scene unfold that I still don't know what it means. In the near future, illegal androids have become commonplace. And so, real quick, quick, quick question. I'm sorry, Nate. I haven't even finished the first paragraph. If they're illegal and in commonplace, how does that even happen? Marijuana. <laughs> And many criminals will enhance themselves with cybernetic components, making them, quote-unquote, more than human. Alex Rain is a disillusioned assassin-slash-bounty hunter for the LAPD, which I did not know. First of all, did not know that. I, did not, I thought he was just a cop. I didn't even know he was a cop. I thought he just blasted. I mean, they make the, a couple of references, but I was like, I thought he went rogue. I, the whole time watching, it's like, man, the LAPD have a lot of power in the future. <laughs> Apparently, the entire world is governed by the LAPD. And this is right. This would have been right when the riots happened. Right. Whoops. <laughs> so during a routine mission, he is attacked by a group of cyborg freedom fighters known as the Red Army Hammerheads. Nearly killed by the surviving leader, Rosaria. Alex resists her assertion that his, he is a mindless robot. 86.5% of me is still human. So let's start here. <laughs> so I have notes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, to the opening sequence, the, just the opening of the entire movie is the most mind-blowing <laughs> scenario of holding on his face forever. Right. Narration, which I think I read something that originally it was supposed to be it wasn't. It was supposed to be Jared's voice, not his voice. Right. So there's a and lot. And Jared's of, a woman. Right. So, sure. <laughs> Name, names and genders are arbitrary. Arbitrary. I, I get it. You just. I was so confused. Maybe this is super progressive. <laughs> this is the most progressive <laughs> film ever made. <laughs> right here. Except in the beginning. So when we meet. Nemesis is woke, bro. <laughs> <laughs> so first of all, 
I would like to point out the movie takes place in uh, L- starts in L.A. 2027, and I would like to note that it's less on fire than L.A. in 1997 has proven in Predator and Demolition Man. Yeah, absolutely correct. I was about to. <laughs> the Demolition Man reference is the one that really makes the difference. So, like, so you know, uh, 30 years later, they figure out how to stop all that fire. That right. Was in- <laughs> but it's still very orange. It's very, well, yes, they didn't fix that, but it's yeah. less than fire. So, we meet... Alex and uh, he is uh, making out with a nice lady, who I would say is a lady of the night. Yep, not a vampire. <laughs> nope, she's a cyber hooker. Right, <laughs> and so uh, there's a little bit of play there, and then she grabs his junk and is like disarms him, and you know she, you know, kind of like it's really weird. It's a very like, awkward scene. Like, like it's, it's 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 like it doesn't make. Sense. I don't know what's going on. I was like, all right, so, huh? And then he shoots her in the head. Yeah, blaster. Just brain wide just open. Right over, and so she dies. Um, and then apparently she was a, as I put it, dead cyborg prostacourier. <laughs> oh, yeah, because she has a little chippy chip. She has a chippy chip that the freedom fighters need to get. Now, I would like to point out this movie, following our trend <laughs> of what other bigger movies rip off, Right, Johnny Mnemonic. Okay. <laughs> I'm Cut. just saying. It, yeah, <laughs> Johnny Demonic was after this. That's true. That's true. Um, the Freedom Fighters and Alex have a the most incredibly zany firefight ever, and it introduces a very important part about this movie. Shotguns in 2027 are effing magical. No, 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 no. I would say that they don't know how shotguns work. <laughs> I don't think they do. They, they Apparently, they shoot like rocket launchers sometimes. They don't have anything consistent about them. I, so, all right. So, I I have two notes about the guns. Um, first of all, I went pistol with a scope, shotgun with a scope. Put a scope on anything. It looks like it's from the future. <laughs> Welcome to Scopes R Us. You got a pistol you need to look like in the future? Slap this scope on it. If you don't like our scope at Scopes R Us, if, if your gun doesn't have a scope on it, you can't be cyborg. And then I was corrected. Oh, wait. It's not a scope. It's a top-loading grenade launcher. Yeah, it makes... Mm-mm. Nope. Also, what the fuck are they looking through the walls and shit? So... They are shooting at this guy, and the stunts are so good that I'm pretty sure they were illegal. No one watched it. There's no ropes or anything. No, no. It's all real. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's all real. There's a there's a point where Alex jumps on a pole, and it just explodes for no reason. Yeah, just... It's like the A-team. Yeah, no... One bullet, a truck flips over, and this... If they shoot a shotgun, or frankly, any gun at you, something... A big fireball. Right, just... Yeah. I mean, massive. Their budget went to ammo and sparks. Oh, I mean, yeah. the entire budget is... And Thomas Jane. <laughs> Yeah, poor, you know, Thomas J. Um, oh, boy. So uh, he's he's shot up uh, because uh, one lady has a rocket launching, top-loading grenade shotgun, shotgun scope. scope thing. <laughs> Get my grenade scope. <laughs> but what's funny to me is that so he's, he's in another building. Like, it's concrete, right? Yep. And she can see through it like she's Superman. Yep. <laughs> but what she sees is that he sees a puppy. Oh yeah, randomly, randomly, and the puppy. He's like, "Oh, I will put the bu- puppy in this random safe I found." Yeah, and she's all like, "Oh, sentimental," and then just shoots everybody. 
because I, I I did I did put. Uh, but there, so she's a very as a villain, she's very aggressive. So my note is first is did the pole just blow up and right under went <laughs> puppy? <laughs> so that's what it said. But it's I mean he finds a dog, and he puts it in a safe, and that apparently doesn't mean anything, because. After their little soiree, oh, we'll get to that. Hold on, just a second. Because oh, time is really the weirdest thing. Okay. And hairstyles. Oh yeah, that I note about that. <laughs> you should watch this movie for hairstyles, or just the first thirty minutes of it. That's all you need. Uh, so she then, uh, he's all blown up after when he, you know his foot's all messed up. His robot foot's all messed up, and then she and her partner shows up uh, and shoots him like it's like basically they weren't. Like, hey, last night we totally saw RoboCop. We should do that. Yeah, that's totally what it is. It's like hundred percent. You know, you know that scene where in Robocop went, yeah, let's do that, and they just <laughs> blow that guy up, and then they put him back together. All right, next. Let me go to the next paragraph of this monstrosity. Oh boy, paragraph two. After months of cybernetic reconstruction and recovery, Alex treks Rosaria to Old Baja, which is part of America now, and kills her. Now, I want to pause real quick on that. So, he shows up in this ghost town, right? Yep. And with the dog. With the dog, who's all badass. And grown up. And grown up, because it's been six months, and he's, he looks like he's been like, he's like nine years. Yeah, the dog's And like, well-trained. Oh, like, yeah. Um, they sh- he shows up in this open-aired bar, and the slow, he, he asked for cerveza in the amount of Spanish that I know. Right. <laughs> cerveza, por favor. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty much what I get. That and the Taco Bell menu, I got you on that. And it's the slowest, longest shot I've ever seen of anyone just getting a beer. Yeah. It's a good 60 seconds of just long. But I, but how does she not recognize him? Because he has a new haircut. <laughs> exactly right. He is, he's got a like a crew cut, like, like a military real. It's not completely yeah. bald, but he's got a really good short haircut. It's a high and tight. High and tight. Right? With lots of tight. Right, right. The first haircut was that kind of... Late '80s, early '90s cop show haircut. Yep, Zach uh, Zach Morris hair. Kinda, yeah, yeah, kinda. And now he's he's Mr. Military in this one. Yep. And it's only been six months, and so uh, she has no idea who he is. But uh, but being fair, I didn't recognize her. I didn't either. <laughs> it was I, I, no no. <laughs> I'm only asking this because until you read this, I thought he just killed another random person. <laughs> nope, it's it's her. Oh. Okay. Yeah. Did not realize it was her. She looks her. like Juliet. Juliet. Uh, what's the dark-haired curl? She has the same kind of hairstyle, and she was on ER. Um, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Juliet. Uh, Juliana. Margulies. Margulies. Yeah. There. She go. looks like her. Kinda. Kinda. In uh, the one where they're Deep Star. Uh, she in Deep Star Six. She's in one of those terrible movies. Oh wow! I don't think I think Deep Star Six is before her time. Yeah, she's in one of those, I think. Oh, she's like one. Of, it's one of those Sharon Stone, Alan Quartermain. Oh, I gotcha. Wish I wasn't here moments. <laughs> right. Maybe like Thomas Jane's nemesis. Uh, she, the, she joins him for a conversation, and then he basically kills her and this other random dude that's with her. Which I went, I paused and went, I think this is just murder. Yeah. <laughs> but I guess there is no law. In- well, no, because he's, he's LAPD, bro. <laughs> They can do whatever they need. <laughs> That's true. Uh, and then uh, soon after this, his handlers show up. His former lover, Jared, who is an android, and another android, Sam. All right, so Sam is the first one that shows up and talks. And Jared basically looks like Mannequin from Mannequin 2. Yeah, I, I thought... 
I didn't think that person was the, the the android makeup was so good. I thought it was plastic. I thought it was an android. I mean, I thought it was a mannequin. I thought they just got really poor. Uh, they have a conversation it about you know you got to come back and he's not going to do that. He's going to go go off and do other things, and then um, the other android Sam just kills his dog, <laughs> and you know what? He's cool with that. So he's definitely not John Wick. Nope. <laughs> He's the opposite of John, John Wick. Wick. He's like, kill my dog, whatever. He digs a hole, buries the dog. Right. No remorse. Nope, just burying the dog. <laughs> goes to Rio de Janeiro. Go, goes to Rio. Her name is Rio. <laughs> oh, that's way more entertaining. <laughs> Alex decides he's had enough and leaves the LAPD, becoming a freelance hustler and trigger man. However, the LAPD bosses just let him run free for a while. Uh, after he's shot and badly wounded on a job, uh, by uh, he is killed by the guy who plays Tommy in. <laughs> he's uh, not killed, but shot up by the guy who plays Tommy in. Jason lives, and who also has a terrible haircut. Everyone has terrible <laughs> haircuts in this movie. Uh, after he's shot and badly wounded on the job, his old boss, Commander uh, Commissioner Farnsworth, uh, Tim Thomerson, has him kidnapped and brought to him for one final assignment. So it's okay. So it's been. So he, so so he it's got, one year later right, when he goes to Brazil. It just popped up. Right, right. So it's one year later when he so and he has a different haircut. Oh he, no, he doesn't just have a different haircut. He has Sylvester Stallone <laughs> Rambo hair. Yeah, yeah. He's got Rambo three's. Ha- he's got Rambo three's haircut. It's totally <laughs> Rambo three's haircut. And so and he has that for a minute. The movie's not like twenty minutes into it. He's got four haircuts right now. There's four haircuts, and we are twenty three minutes in. Right, four haircuts. I'm I'm, I'm watching in real time. I mean, literally the. Why? God, it's a beautiful mullet. <laughs> it's actually kind of a mullet. Yeah, but but, it's, but so was Rambo threes. No, no, <laughs> it is. I mean, his hair right now he's he kind of looks like the older brother from, uh, the vampire movie, but Lost Boys. Okay, gotcha. Um, yeah, Jason Patrick. Jason Patrick, thank you. Uh, according to Jermaine, wait, that's, <laughs> how is that a bad guy name? I don't think your name is Jermaine. Jermaine, <laughs> you're. Jermaine, your name is not Jermaine to being I, evil. I just like how, just, how the synopsis goes. According to Jermaine, there's like, we haven't mentioned a Jermaine at all. It's like, it's just, just like, hey, according, Jermaine. To, <laughs> according to that guy. Who's uh, Jermaine, though? He's one of the German guys. Oh. Uh, wait. He's a German <laughs> named name. Jermaine. Yeah. Right, Jared has stolen sure. a vital security information regarding an upcoming summit between Japan and the United States. And that's when they were talking about this, I went, oh, the plot is racism. Because <laughs> they make a lot of racist remarks against Japanese folks. Yep. And just, oh, wow. So so is, did they ever say, did the, did the Japanese invent the cyborgs? Nope, they don't say that. It may be in the synopsis, but they, didn't, they, they just, because Japan is now part of the United States, they don't want them to talk nicely and japan has some influence to get rid of the commissioner because apparently the commissioner of LA, the lapd is the most powerful position in the world just consider that it's like the president and the commissioner of the lapd i mean that is the i mean i can't even fathom what childish crayon scribble wrote that idea down well we could always ask rebecca charles <laughs> i think she's she's not real <laughs> I don't think she's. Uh, we're on the Rambo scene right now. Oh. It is glorious too. So this guy, this guy right here. Yeah. What's his name? Uh, uh, I've seen G- him in lots Jermaine. of stuff. That's Jermaine. That's Jermaine. But I've seen him in lots of movies. He's always a bad guy all through the nineties. Nicholas Guest. Nicholas Guest. If you're a Nicholas Guest fan, 
He's also in this. He's movie. also in this movie. Uh, what we loosely, lovingly call a film. Uh, it's a picture that has motion. In it. it is definitely <laughs> a picture with motion. Uh, let's see. Uh, Jared must be stopped before she leaks the plans to the Red Army ha- Hammerheads, which is the bad guys. But <laughs> Alex is told by Farnsworth that a bomb was implanted in his heart during his last latest repairs. Okay, so men there, he, this guy is kind of suicidal. So I don't understand. Like he's like, I need to live now. I'm like, nope, <laughs> no. He shows no emotion he, the what, entire movie. movie. He's like, <laughs> and they're like, ah, you got a bomb in you. Oh, that sucks. I guess I'll have to work for you. I'm like what? Yeah, it makes no. It's Eeyore the assassin. <laughs> Eeyore. <laughs> oh, poo! Uh, I have to murder you now. <laughs> Oh bother! Click boom, bitch. but see, like this sequence. So some of the sequences are bizarre to me in this movie because we're we're bashing it because it is terrible on every oh level. God, it's terrible. But there's parts where it's lensed really well, and it actually is very pretty. And some of the stunts, like we said earlier, they're too real to be stunts. I think they're actual peril. Okay, so uh, a couple of things I'll say. I mean, I was going to say this for the end, but there's a couple of good. Th- there's a couple of things I will give it credit for. First of all. It doesn't look like it was shot in 92. No. It's it's shot very well. Yeah. It's just there's nothing to, there. There's just no substance. Sh- yeah, but, there's no story, and the, and the props but, are terrible. But the cinematographer was like, okay, this is what I got. I'm going to make a masturbate. And that's, he's, he's really good with it. Um, And, and the stunts are fun. There's yeah. a lot of fun, wacky, weird stuff, but there's some fun stunts in there. One of my favorite scenes of all time is in this movie, So and I had forgotten about it. So, you know... It's it's terrible. <laughs> it's an awful movie. Continuing. Yep. Alex is told by Farnsworth that a bomb is okay. We know about the bomb, so he's given three days to find Jared before them. He meets with the leader of the Hammerheads, uh, Angie Liev, Shang Sun. Otherwise, the bomb will detonate and kill him. So after flying through the island of Shanglu in the Pacific Rim, it's in uh, Indonesia, is what they specifically, he has turned loose as bait for Jared, and he shows up to. Um, Hawaii, where they shot it. Yeah, it's called. It's it. clearly and Shanglu, and then there's a naked Thomas Jane watching from a window. Yep. For and like and 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 then there's um, it's not Jared. It's the other girl, <laughs> who's not Jared, but she also has a J name that sounds like a dude's name. Yep. <laughs> and so she's also naked. Yeah, and she's fairly ripped. I'll give her credit. Right, she worked really hard. There's, there, there there's, was, a, there's, yeah, there's a piece tri- of trivia, trivia about, about that. how hard she worked in it because she didn't want to do a body double. And hey, I respect that. She, yep. she looked. She was very pretty. Yeah, no, good for her. Good she was very toned. I, I, that's about the point on the plane that I was very embarrassed <laughs> that that scene was unfolding in front of me, and the girl next to me was like, "What is this dude watching?" Um, and so th- Thomas Jane is uh, watching naked through the window, and then he goes to make out with. Yeah, her. But why he's 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 uh, <clears throat> enjoying a little fun time with the other cyborg lady. Um, the most random fight happens. Mm-hmm. So Jer- uh, so Alex is walking down the sidewalk and just the goons just show up like yep. and follow him and then they just try to fight him and then let him go. <laughs> yeah, he just walks away. And there's no reason why they did that. Oh no, <laughs> yes there is. It's called an action beat, and the movie was getting a little slow. So just some random guys in Hawaii. I hear everybody in Hawaii just beats up everybody. That's not me speaking. That's Farnsworth. Why well, you know Shang Lu is a very dangerous place. So yeah. So what does have this white guys and like roadblock from GI Joe show up to fight? <laughs> just 
Eh, he had hair though. He had that. He, that poor guy had that like really. He had that older goon hair that you see in like, n- like New Jack City. Oh yeah, classic. <laughs> He's got that hat, right? That hair. Yep. Uh, it turns out that uh, Jared was fatally wounded during her escape from L.A., requiring her memory uh, core to Which be, you don't see. You know, uh, because they already were saving Escape for L.A. for another movie. Requ- yep. <laughs> requiring her mo- memory cord to be salvaged from her body. After removing a surveillance device implanted in Alex's eye, jo- uh, Julian, the... Oh, yeah. Oh, there's, this movie's so crazy. Oh, wait, hold on. I've... I've skipped something. Sorry. Let me back this up. This is how confused I am because I could skip something no one would know. And you're reading a synopsis. Right. So, uh, all right. So, uh, after flying to the island of of Shanglu in the Pacific Rim, he is turned loose as uh, a bait for Jared. In reality, the freedom fighters are not uh, battling against government control of people's lives, but humanity's future. A newly designed android is infiltrating the highly... Higher echelons of human society copying the minds of powerful leaders into synthetic bodies. Uh, Farnsworth among them, Jared threatens their plans. And so Alex's real mission is to smoke her out, smoke her out for the synthetics to destroy. Burnout, Alex half-heartedly begins the search. Checking to a local hotel where he meets uh, Chosen. He is soon intercepted by Julian, who was making out with Billy, a cyborg representing Jared. She tells him, uh, she's being followed by the LAPD, uh, strike team led by Farnsworth, who's, who's I don't understand any of this. Waiting for the opportunity. No, it makes no sense. Like again, <laughs> waiting for the opportunity to hit that uh, the Hammerheads and Jared. Turns out that Jared was fatally wounded in her escape from LA, requiring her memory cord to be salvaged from her body. After removing a surveillance device implanted in Alex's eye, uh, which was a pretty grotesque, uh, weird scene, uh, Julian injects him with a digital scramble that prevents the bomb from being remotely detonated. So his heart bomb is going to be okay. So he gives his, him Jared's memory cord, uh, enabling him to talk to her. Uh, very uh, total recall. The strike team storms the hotel, and uh, Julian sacrifices herself to let Alex escape. There's a couple things about these two scenes I really want to talk about. First of all is that uh, when Jared and her henchmen find uh, Alex, he's in the shower. And it's the weirdest scene. <laughs> the guy just walks in. And it's like right. The guy's already had like the worst day. You just want to take a shower. Yeah. You know, you've been on a plane all day. You end up in a hot tropical place. Just goons try to beat me up. I just want to take a shower, right? right? And so, you no know, super Jerry cool mullet guy comes in and goes fights him, and then uh, is killed. And then he shows up naked to what I would like to call the over the butt shot. Yep. So they put the camera low at his uh, at Alex's naked rear end, and and have a conversation with uh, Julian over over the butt and just it's a really bizarre angle. I will I will say I uh, I've been to film school. Yep, you've been to film school. Yep. Did you ever learn the over the butt no, shot? Never even. But that <laughs> this movie, look, it was so ahead of its time. The over-the-butt shot was brand new. You'll see it making... I bet it's shown up in some other Tarantino it, film. It, it might make in my next film. I mean, actually, like, we're going to play homage. So there's something in this that I thought was fascinating that was, again, pre-Matrix, right? There's a sequence in this where he has an MP5K, which is the same gun they... I'm a nerd, and I know this. Same gun they use in the, in the Matrix a good bit. There's a sequence in which he has an MP5K, and he continues to shoot a circular pattern in the floor... To drop down. Right, right. I was about to uh, talk about the app. He goes five floors and never, like, it's just, it's like one time is a good idea. Right. 
but five more times like he just keeps falling down through holes it's the dumb it's literally the dumbest thing i've seen in a very long but time but underworld did the same thing much better yeah underworld did it way better <laughs> and i bet they, but they did it here first <laughs> i'm just saying nemesis is the simpsons of film it's like jim cotta and nemesis it, that's it that's all you need those two oh jim cotta is, is like oscar worthy compared to this turd <laughs> Nemesis is is the worst film I've seen in a yeah, very long time. I can teach time. film class now. I can just show Jim Carter and Nemesis and be like, "You've got all my knowledge." Here's the high. <laughs> here's the low. Go, go, be free. go make someone That's in the, the middle. Yin, the yin and the yang. Go for it, my children. Oh, uh, I also like the so the bad guys storm um, Julian's. Well, Alex's hotel room, but they they storm uh, Julia, Julian there, and she's uh She's uh she's basically stalling for them, so they just shoot her for like five minutes. Oh, <laughs> can we talk about that? That everyone in this movie is a stormtrooper from Star Wars, and none of them can hit shit. Right, even with their magic shotguns, <laughs> they're like five feet from each other in most of the gun battles. Right. Oh yeah. I mean, it's ridiculously bad. So the black dude has basically Roblox Roblox machine gun from GI Joe. It's the best scene ever, and he, he just walks right on in, and he just uh, and they shoot her and. This is where I say all the budget went on sparks because, man, her body just, it's not squibs. It's like sparks. It's, yeah, I, I, it's, whatever that is. It just, and it wasn't CG. No, it wasn't CG. And it just looked dangerous because oh, yeah. you know that's her real body that's just lit and lit up by sparklers going. It's crazy. <laughs> it's crazy. I do like I, I, I do like the special effects of her after they shoot her all. I like the special effects of her shooting, shooting her up. I won't lie. That's, yeah. The sparks thing is It was crazy. fun. It was, it was a callback. Like, I didn't, right. didn't bother me. But I did like when after she's all blown up and dead, uh, near dead. But she, you know they had, she has no legs. Yep. And she crawls and she's got like, you know, cyborg leg parts. And that looked really neat. It looked yeah, it's on right now. And then the bad guy t- pulls her eyes out. Yeah. <laughs> which looks pretty. And the special effects of her having no eyes was pretty good. It's it's grotesque. They 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 you know the things they spent budget on is like we just let's make it look good. They did, and it's very clever in some ways. Very clever filmmaking. Because it's just like she's just got like a, a back piece on, right? right? Her legs are still there, but they're just it's camera placement. Like oh, yeah. it's back to old school. The only thing that's really bizarre is like the Google Glasses thing, like all like Farnsworth and the all. Well, the- no, no. Also, so there's there's a few tropes in here that you know the movies in the future. First of all, all the guns have some sort of silencer grenade launcher on it, right? Yep. Or scope. Or scope. And then and then the uh, the all the bad guys have uh, microphones, technical like. Like like but, game like gamer microphones like they're they're playing Halo while yeah, that's exactly right <laughs> while while they're you know I'm getting out, get my Overwatch on while I'm trying to kill real cyborgs. Oh. All right, so Alex is eventually joined up with a local woman named Max. Her name's not just Max. Her name is Max Impact. <laughs> yep, Max Impact. Who's this mousy girl that was kind of following her for some reason? Nope, no clue. And um. Uh, he, she, who acts as a scout for the Hammerheads while fronting as a tour guide. None of that's explained in the movie at all. Nope. What is explained is that uh, her sister is also uh, Rosaria, uh, the woman that Alex killed in, in Obaha, and from how she knew that, and then she wants him dead, but she decides that he may be better suited for other things. Uh, he's brought up to the Hammerheads and is convinced by uh, Shang Sun to join the cause. Unfortunately, the strike team hunts them down Leading to a shootout, chasing them through the rundown city. Most of the hammerheads, including Shang Tsung, are killed by Farnsworth men. I like how we just call him Shang Soon. Because <laughs> it's a better name than Angie Live. <laughs> oh yeah. I mean, so seriously, there's a, f- a gun battle happening. I'm at the 
58 minute mark and this monstrosity they're like the it's so poorly composed the frames are in this case they're literally standing next to each other right but the spark work is amazing it's like sparko squibs going off on these guys like i mean all over the place it's beautiful but yet again the budget went to the wrong things or maybe the right things i'm just looking at her own it would have been amazing if they would have written a story. Alex saves uh, Alex saves Max's life, uh, eventually earn, earning her forgiveness. In a in, in a confrontation with Farnsworth, Alex shoots him with a grenade launcher, apparently killing. So let's talk about that. So Farnsworth just goes. Can we, can we before we go to the, you're talking about when Farnsworth yeah, goes? Yeah, yeah. So revealed. So, right. So just before that. No, though? no, no, no. I'm talking about before he's revealed. Yeah. During this chase scene of you know, after Alex saves Max's life and they're running through the through the jungles. Uh, first of all, I felt bad for all the trees that literally got blown up by real squibs. Yep. Because I was like, oh, that's a beautiful forest. And they were like, not anymore. <laughs> yeah, they just blew it. I mean, it was like... The ten trees just died making this movie. They're like, ah, oh, solid for paper scrap. And so, and then uh, it's 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 Farnsworth with his magic shotgun. and just That's like a freaking sniper rifle. He's shooting it, like a thousand feet away from them. And it's it never ridiculous. seems to run out of shells. No. <laughs> And they just, if it does, it's, hey, here's that shot we used three minutes ago of a guy loading. And it's just the same <laughs> shot. Oh, that's a woman's hand. Nah, yeah, no one will notice no, that. No one cares. They're looking at the shell. <laughs> just whatever. Just show more shells. And so they, they're, he's just shooting at them. And I mean, huge explosions from this shot. Seriously, big pyro. There's a great, there's a great where they, they they're, near water they jump into water and then there's just he shoots there's a close up of him shooting and then like the biggest explosion in the water like a depth charge just went off <laughs> they were trying to sink a submarine yeah, it's, well what what set, what makes me laugh on that whole gag is they're running and there's explosions explosions and then like guys we got to work in some other stunts they're like okay we're in hawaii i mean whatever the name of this place is so they just start jumping like they just they jump like four times they're like whoopee and they land in the water and then it cuts to farnsworth seven miles away shooting a shotgun at them <laughs> depth charge explosion they're on land they jump again into water it's like they're cliff diving repeat on repeat it's the stupidest thing i've ever seen and then we get to please explain your favorite shot because well were, there's were, one i'll save this for trivia do you remember the old lady scene that makes absolutely oh yeah well, we skipped the old lady with a gun what is that there for uh i think stop or my mama was shoot came out the year before it's got to be <laughs> Because it's just a little old lady that shoots a robot guy. She she also reminds me of the Where's the Beef lady. She's I think not, it is the Where's. No, the she she died before this movie, but oh. uh, her her Where's the Beef fame was very limited. Let's yeah. put it that way. No, it's true. And so it's just a random, a literally. I mean, this is. But it's funny. It's it really is funny. funny. It's probably the idea that led to this entire movie right. was this dumb it's short. Like, I need a grandma with a gun fighting shooting her. And it just make it like this robot it, guy's harassing her. It, right for and, why. No, no reason. She's old. <laughs> Geriatric. You're not a robot. She's, he's an ageist. <laughs> you're, yeah, you're not a robot. robot. Like, who cares? I bet she's got a pacemaker. That counts. What's wrong with these people? None of these robots take over idea works. For me. All right, so let me get to my favorite shot. So we've just gone through a series of cliff jumping. At some point, they end up on a bigger cliff, the most biggest of the cliffs. The super cliff. The super cliff. And... As he's running towards the edge of the cliff, he's with Max Impact, and he says, Max, throw me my gun, in which she throws him his gun. And we know it's a future gun. 
It has a laser scope. Right. I mean, it has a, scope. has a scope. It has a grenade launcher. Right. And this one's not a shotgun, though. No, it's just a pistol. It does have some other parts glued to it. Yeah, they did a lot of glowing. He does a forward flip like he is doing off of a diving board into the water. Right. <laughs> Meanwhile, he shoots one bullet one. at the bad guy whose skin then melts off. Oh, he explodes. Oh, yeah, you're right. He, <laughs> he explodes, explodes and then reveals the shittiest possible Jason and the Argonauts. And I, I like, uh, I just blacked out his name. Um, what's the guy that did all the uh, stuff? Harry Housen, Ray Harryhausen. Ray Harry I love that stuff back then. <laughs> <laughs> right now, it's not working for me. It's so bad. So, um, after they flip kick blow up Farnsworth Alex and Max arrive at a secret hangar, hangar where Chosen just hanging out <laughs> yep and he's apparently a pilot and they've got a space plane thing uh, uh, while launching their vehicle uh, and, and oh they called it an aerodyne uh, they are attacked by the cyborg Farnsworth no they're he's a robot <laughs> he's not a cy- he's, he's a not ro- a, he's a robot a he's, cyborg is yeah, he's a T eight hundred. He's a, he's like a T five hundred. It was like he's a T. He's not even a T. He didn't even <laughs> make the. He's a reject. He's an R one thousand. I wouldn't put him up that high. They're, they're still well, working. Well, he still out, walks. Sky, Skynet's still working out the kinks. Uh, Farnsworth reduced to a medical endoskeleton. Alex defeats him, but suffers grave injuries. Injuries in the process and discovers just how much of him is really synthetic. Alex brain. This is also makes no sense to me. Alex brings Jared's core to another hammerhead compound where they are able to destroy the labs being used to duplicate people. The lab is run by uh, Oscar nominee Jackie R. Haley, who has like three lines and probably got paid a lot of money. Yeah. So, so here's the, here's what I don't understand. So she's, I mean, J- Jared is a computer program, right? She's, right? Yep. All right. So here's where I get lost. Unfortunately, this means wiping her memory from the core, effectively killing her. Didn't you just make a copy? <laughs> Can you just copy yeah, paste? I don't. Yeah, I just don't. I don't. None of it. Ma- copy paste robot lady. <laughs> yeah, I don't. Um, I mean, Windows, man. <laughs> so she exists inside of a little box. Right. That if they take that her out of that little box and put her into the internet, that <sighs> causes all these bad guys to die. But also kills her in the process. That makes no. I mean, it doesn't even make. I mean, no, so no. far from. It's 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 like. The can we ba- talk about the fight though? <laughs> we can. I just want to talk about the scene where they want to show how metallic he is, and he gets his when the robot. So they're fighting on the space jet, right? Uh, Ray Harryhausen, <laughs> Ray Harryhausen's R one thousand, right? Versus Alex Rain, Alex Rain, Roman Reigns' twin brother. <laughs> they're fighting, and in the process of fighting. And it's a very poor fight. Oh, it's damn. And in the process of fighting, the robot falls out. Right. And grabs onto Roman Reigns. Right. Twin brother. Ted. <laughs> and he starts pulling him out, starts pulling Alex Reigns, our hero, whatever he is, out of the jet, and there's a scrap metal piece, and it cuts his head off. Oh, yeah, tops at the top. I thought it killed him. I thought it did, too. I was like, oh, and I was like, that's a bold choice, kill our hero. Like, But no, end. he's just now wearing a metal ski cap. Right. And they just want you to know that he has a cyber head. Right. That he's more than 86.5%. He lied. Right. 
He's a cyborg, apparently. Uh, or an android. And apparently it blinded him, but I didn't catch that part. In the, in nah, the, I didn't get that either. Uh, so, it unfortunately means wiping uh, Jared's memory from the core, effectively killing her. Heavily bandaged and typically blind, Alex is forced to say goodbye. And there's a whole scene where she's like, are you crying? He's like, yeah, get me out of here. Yeah, it was really, it's just so emotionless. <laughs> and so I'm like, I didn't realize until reading the synopsis that Jared and him had a history together. Yeah, they were partners like, and they were lovers. Rom- they were lovers, and but they weren't anymore, so I don't know. I have one scene I need you to explain to me, but I'm just going to show it to you. And we're gonna get, I don't know if I can do that, sir. We're going to get your live reaction. Just wait for it as it as it comes through. Um, I, I I don't I don't get that this movie. Yeah, I mean I don't get any of it, but I I just don't get I don't get what I don't even get what they were trying to say. Like, there's no mess. There's no. Here it is. I, I'm just going to let you you tell me <laughs> why is this happening. Why is he sitting like this in the rain, <laughs> fully soaking wet? Why? Because robots can't feel, man. Why is he, I mean, if you got guys, go if you want to see what no, I'm referring I, to. I, I, I tell you exactly why he's doing that. It's the one one hour and thirty one minute mark, and he's in full clothing, even though he has a trench coat and another hairstyle and a new hairstyle, a new and his head. shirt is soaking wet. Well, here's the thing. Like dripping. The, the reason why they did that, they wanted to make sure you knew that the letter he's reading from Farnsworth is sad. No, it's waterproof because it's plastic. Well, it's future paper, and that's the only way you can, the audience will know that it's future paper. But they got the poor actor soaking wet for no reason. <laughs> but we already know he's from the future. We've seen his robot parts, <laughs> and then the girl's wet. Like he is soaking wet. It makes. I mean, but we know they're from the. We we have to know. It's important for us to know that the paper is from the future. I'm having scan me right now. <laughs> right, so, just so, my brain's gonna explode. So, so our last paragraph is this: sneaking into L.A. and hunting down the synthetic agents. Alex corners Jermaine on the helipad of LAPD headquarters. This, despite Jermaine's protest that he cannot hope to kill all the synthetics, Alex shoots him. Before she died, Jared told Alex that he's the. That the real commissioner Farnsworth left him a letter at the old dead stop, the future letter, the the one made of future plastic. It must be read in the pouring rain. <laughs> right, it must be. Oh, 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 you, oh, it's like it's like Matt. You can't you know, unless it's raining, you won't be able to see the word. Oh, maybe that's it. Right, I'd buy that. And his former mentor apologizes for sometimes rough treatment, reminding him that the they all have to do what's right. Alex walks off with his new partner Max Impact, and they joke about how they're going to smuggle his uh, synthetic body through airport customs. Piece by piece, Max. <laughs> Credits. I think there's a gun sound. Target acquired. I think there's some stupid line. Well, like there's that. there's there's a deleted scene with that stuff in that too. There's a deleted scene where the bad guys win. Oh, that's kind of fun. Yeah. Right. So the, the like in Germany, Japan, that's the only one they know. It's like, what do you mean the good guys win in this movie? Oh, the bad guys win. Over yeah. There. So, so. It's uh, it's it's hard to it's hard it is hard it is hard damn work trying to think about how this movie was even made and why I even suggested it. Again, I apologize. I think we're going to revote your movie picking. You can't do that. I've got some decent, terrible choices in there somewhere. That's true. That's true. Wow. I'm one for two right now. (sighs) You had Dreamscape. That's a safe bet. That's a safe bet, yeah. (sighs) I got some deep cuts that that, that we'll we'll be able to compare. I know that for a fact. I got... The bigger bigger problem is... Satan's Reign's coming. You'll be like, oh, look, Nemesis. I think Satan's Reign's actually better than Nemesis, but... It could be. Yeah. A lot could be better than this movie. It literally, this this is... Uh, 
See, what's, what's funny now, it, We I think we have a new scale we can go. Whatever we watch, and we're like, well, was it worse than Nemesis? Yeah, was it worse than Nemesis? That's 100% it. I think that's our new scale, yeah. the worse than Nemesis scale. Maybe that's the shirt. We haven't gotten a good shirt. <laughs> yeah, no, worse than Nemesis. Uh, that'd be the best thing out of the show. <laughs> that movie. Yep. Oliver Gruner's glasses oh. that are now worn by... Uh, but you know what? Here's the thing. Uh, we may just be off on this movie. We may just be terribly, terribly off because oh boy, this movie has spawned four sequels. That's correct. And, so, and a fifth one that may or may not be on the way. It says in development. Right. So that could mean a lot of things. And Alex Rains is back in that one for some reason. All right. So... I have some quick synopsis. Sees. Syn- what is it again? Synopsis. <laughs> yeah, go ahead. For synopsis. the following movies Nemesis 2. <laughs> 73 years after Alex failed, humans have lost the cyborg wars. Did not know that was a thing. And now they, they are slaves to the cyborg masters. Rebel scientists have developed a new DNA strand which could signal the end of the cyborgs and if it is injected into a pregnant volunteer. When a cyborg learns of the women, woman and her baby, both are listed for termination. To escape, she steals a cyborg ship and is transported back into back in time to East Africa in 1980. What? <laughs> Where the mother is killed, but the baby is saved. It takes 20 years, but cyborg bounty hunter named Nebula eventually locates the young woman also named Alex, and travels back in time to terminate her. That's the plot. I mean, that is 100% (laughs) awful. (laughs) I mean, there's... if I wonder what this has on Rotten Tomatoes. (laughs) I'm just going to go take a look-see. All right. Just a quick... Uh, While you do that, I will go to... um, Nemesis 3. (laughs) Nemesis 3. Pray Harder or time lapse. There I had two two titles. Pray harder? P R E Y harder. Oh god. Or, I want that shirt. Or, <laughs> I want a pray, pray harder I shirt. I will make us pray harder shirts. Cuz that be, is just terrible. <laughs> so, uh came out in 19, came out with uh, uh in 1996. So, the the first line of this isn't very promising. Using footage left over from Nemesis 2. Oh god. In a very thin story. Oh god. Uh Line sees Alex again fighting the cyborg mercenaries in 1998 East Africa. This time, Alex finds that she has 20 half sisters who are waiting for her to return to 2077. Central Command wants Alex captured alive and, uh, and scans to see if her DNA is strong and more powerful than the strain than the normal one. But Alex may be too tough for Farnsworth to capture. Dun dun dum. Nemesis 4. <laughs> Nemesis 4. Came also out in 1996, entitled Death Angel. Following an uneasy ceasefire between the humans and cyborgs, Alex Sinclair, she has a last name now, is making a living in the future working as a cybernetically enhanced assassin for her boss, Bernardo. Oh, God, who writes (laughs) these names? Farnsworth, Bernardo. But when Alex accidentally targets the wrong man and kills the son of a major crime syndicate head, she finds herself on the run once again as every assassin in town comes to collect the bounty on her. So it's basically pre-John Wick with no dog. After all, <laughs> Just saying, John Wick right there. And, uh, and all the while, Alex has been seeing a woman in black watching her from a distance. Alex begins to think the angel of death is waiting for to come for her. And last but not least, Nemesis 5. 
came out in 2017. Oh, crap. Entitled The New Model. It is the year 2077, and terrorist organization known as the Red Army Hammerheads now dominate the Earth. The fate of humanity now rests in the hands of the new model, Airy Frost. Trained under the wing of Alex Ring, she must form an army of cyborg humans to take down the regime and regain control. After all, 86.5% is still considered human. Oh, dear God. So they rebooted their own movie in a, in the fifth sequel. <laughs> They, they literally <laughs> rebooted their own movie in the fifth sequel. Yeah, they did. Unbelievable. So the, yeah, so just letting you guys know, you got eight years to prepare for this cyborg <laughs> war. Uh, you might as well get some implants <laughs> locked in there. You can get your eyeballs replaced. Right. Like it's nothing. Uh, so yeah, so that happened. What do you find on Rotten Tomatoes? Yeah, there's nothing. Only this one, and it, and it's an, a fan score of thirty nine percent. That's generous. <laughs> it's very generous. I just was curious to see if they threw the other ones up, but they're not even. I could not find a budget for this film. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't want to. I think they're ashamed. But it did have a. It did have a theatrical release, which is mind blowing. So it released uh, on January thirty first, nineteen ninety three, in the dead zone. That's the dead zone the, of theatrical releasing. How much money do you think it made? I have no idea. Opening I mean, weekend. Um, how many screens does it say? Uh, I did not put that down. Okay, I'm because I think if I put it down, you would figure it out. I would just. Oh. I'm gonna go with like I don't know a hundred thousand. You know what? You're close. Opening weekend was one hundred ninety-seven thousand two hundred thirty-one. So almost two hundred thousand dollars went to that turd. And nineteen ninety-three money, so decent. Fairly For, good. It did not make the top one hundred that weekend. I was like that weekend. <laughs> Or ever. <laughs> or ever. <laughs> Usually the movies that we do are like squeak yeah. out, squeak out the top one. No, this one did not. Um, worldwide gross. Oh, I have no clue. Just guess. 4 million. Half that. 2 million. 2 million. Actually, 2 million, 1,124 dollars. Okay, so that's not good. No. So the biggest movies of that weekend, do you want to guess? What is this, 92? 93, January 31st. 93, what was that song? So, So you got to think about- Jurassic got, Park was 92, right? 94. I have no concept of 93, time. 93, it's 93. I fail at this really but, bad. All right, but but see, that's summer, so that's, this is January. I know, I'm just thinking about what so, might have so, been So think over. about Christmas movies in 92. That'll help. Mm, I still don't- mm-mm. Gremlins 2, the new batch? <laughs> was a summer movie. Oh, really? Yeah. But it so, took place at Christmas, didn't it? No, the first one did. The second one doesn't? No. Yeah. <laughs> it's Christmas and then it happened at New York, because you can't do New York and Christmas. That's just too much crazy for an American. <laughs> Got the it. American audience can't handle that. Can't take it. So, uh, are you ready for this? Hold but, on. This is what Nemesis lost, lost <laughs> uh, its audience members to. Oh, I got that for the year one. You'll love that. All right. So, number one for that weekend is Aladdin. Oh, Wow. Number two is Sniper. Oh, that's a great movie. Tom Berenger. Yep. Love that movie. Number three is Scent of a Woman. Also a great movie. Tom Berenger. Love that. <laughs> <laughs> I love when Tom Berenger just goes around going, hoo <laughs> Tom Berenger. I'm pretty sure Tom Berenger's in Aladdin, too, if you give enough time. <laughs> you drink enough of these beers and Tom Berenger. <laughs> oh, that mean. hoo <laughs> Can we get a can we get a really crappy meme of Tom Berger doing hoo-ah? 
Can, and can, what was our nemesis shirt? Damn it. We have to listen to the episode to remember now. Uh, no, no. Our ne- nemesis shirt is the Pray Harder. <laughs> can we have Tom Be- Tom Berenger saying hoo and then Pray Harder underneath it? <laughs> we can try. I mean, the worst drawing ever. I'll see if Finley can do it. Hey, Aladdin, you want to be a prince? hoo <laughs> Pray Harder. <laughs> Later, I'll be the substitute. Alibaba had that hoo Tom Berenger. Oscar winner, Tom Berenger. Tom Berenger. I'm Tom Berenger. Number three was A Few Good Men. Also with Tom Berenger. You can't handle the... (laughs) You can't handle the... (laughs) I don't care if no one else laughs. (laughs) No, it's funny to us. I can imagine this car ride and somebody listening to our show and it's just dead silence and we're dying. I'm crying. That's (laughs) all... Well, it's just the idea of Tom Berenger doing anything is golden, especially now that it, it's become, yeah. Uh, the last movie, number five, was Alive. Yeah, you know, Tom Berenger didn't make it through that <laughs> I think he dies in that one. He's like, um... Falls out of the back of the plane. <laughs> no, no, he's like, stuck in these mountains and I'm hungry. I'm going to eat that guy. <laughs> Give me some of that butt. Who <laughs> Cut to the butt shot. <laughs> Nemesis. Pray harder. Pray harder. <laughs> All right, so top five movies of that year. Oh, dear God, I'm I'm really bad. At oh, just Aladdin's one of them. It has to be. Uh, Aladdin technically would have been 92. Oh. Oh, it was a rollover. <laughs> Again, January. Oh, yeah, January. This is tough. January 92. You already mentioned one of them. You, probably, you also mentioned the number one movie when what, you were guessing. Wasn't Back to the Future in there somewhere? You <laughs> five. I've just learned to throw that one in there just for, to have it happen. Oh, this is fun. Ready? Yeah. Number one, Jurassic Park. Oh, yeah, of course. Number two, Mrs. Doubtfire. Number three, the o- award-winning The Fugitive. Oh, wow. Number four, The Wait, Fart. The Fugitive, I think, does have Tom Berenger, for real. This time. <laughs> I, I think c- so, too. <laughs> <laughs> Who are you? Tom Berenger. He's in everything, man. <laughs> He's like fuck Kevin Bacon. He's like I didn't, six degrees of Behringer. I, I didn't kill my wife. Hua! Don't care. Oh. <laughs> uh, okay. Oh, this hurts. Um, uh, the firm. And we're sober, by the way. Here we are stone sober. The the firm is number four, and Sleepless in Seattle number five. <laughs> so, just to, to remind people that this is ninety three. This is the year that also brought us the Oscar winning. Best Picture, Schindler's List. Oh, wow. And also, one of my favorite movies of all time, Tombstone. Oh, wow. This uh, this movie has a Jim Cotterlink. It, uh, Nemesis has a Jim Cotterlink, and I didn't get it? No, no, I'm just I'm being loose about that. Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> in, in, in trends of movies that also came out that year. Uh, Dragon, the Bruce Lee story. Yep. Uh, came out. Jason Goes to Hell and Super Mario Brothers. Okay, fun fact. Worked with the production designer of Super Mario Brothers. Oh, wow. I'm going to get him on the show. Oh, please do. Also the production designer of Demolition Man. Oh, see, I, I would like to watch Demolition Man and talk to him. About, I would love to, too. And he will talk about it because he is the sole person responsible for the seashell. Good, because he can explain it. Cause we, we he won't. It's a gag. Oh, okay. It's a whole thing. It's amazing. He's also the art director on Blade Runner. He's one of the best people in the world we can talk. <laughs> if I can reach out to him and get him, that'd be great. I would love to because Super Mario Brothers. I like that movie. 
I'm weird as crap. I liked it. And we need to do that on the show. I haven't seen it in a very long time. I did. Yeah, it's been a while. But when I was a kid, I enjoyed it. It kind of creeped me out. It was a little too much fungus for me that reminded me of snot, and I don't do well with it. <laughs> and you've got children. <laughs> I struggle. <laughs> oh, Drew, why'd you make me watch this movie? <laughs> it was one of the worst things. It seriously was. Oh, wow, that's... I kind of want to find the production designer of this film and be like, you you were like... Only Interesting, the- I looked her up. Oh, she's done... Uh, this was her first movie. Right. And she's gone on and done some like really heavy hitter. Oh, good. Yeah, good. she took some time off after this movie. Right, probably needed it. <laughs> and uh, and she worked. You could see she worked her way up. She was like an ACD assistant costume de- uh, designer. Worked her way up, and then her some of her design stuff was. Gr- I mean, she has some big big shows. Well, that's good. Yeah, uh, Spectral is one of hers. The Netflix okay. movie. Gotcha. Yeah, Very she's cool. got some good shows. Very cool. Very cool. Yeah. Good. Good for her. I just. But she's the only one. Everyone else just kind of stayed exactly where they were. Even the editors didn't have anything. One now of the looked, guys cut the sixth man, I think. Yeah, six, looked, six day. Yeah, you know, I looked. I looked the editors, and that's why I skipped them. There was like a lot of people worked on this. I mean, look, I'm not disparaging any kind of guy who works in the business. No, no, no I'm, I'm with you. You, you, know, you got to make a buck. That's fine with me. There, there, but there's a lot of people in here who did the end of canon run. This is technically this was a canon film. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, so the director had to deal with canon. To do uh, a bunch of stuff, but Cannon was faulty, uh, was falling, and yeah. he was dying. Uh, he came in and, and tried his best to save their version of Journey to the Center of the Earth, and he's uncredited for that. Uh, he did cyborg for them, and then he was going to do this one, but the the, the they, they dissolved, and so this fell to someone else. And oh wow, yeah, and so that's how that happened. And then he went on to do. I mean, this guy's done a bunch. Of, I mean, he's got a lot of credits, but he's also he's known for cyberpunk, not right. cyberpunk, but cyborgs is yeah. his jam. Right. He's, he's like he's like, hey guys, we got a new cyborg script. They're like, call Alan Putin or whatever his name <laughs> he's is. It's like we need. Uh, sh- is it shitty? Yeah, sing it to that guy. Yeah, <laughs> give it straight to him. Uh, he's gonna listen to this and be like, we'll never work with those guys again. No, look, man, I think it's great. You carved out a niche and ran with I it. Mean, he's made more. Just make damn sense with Nemesis. Yeah, Nemesis makes no sense. It could have. Yeah. It could have just been a low-budget Blade Runner. Yeah, it could have been a low-budget low Because it is kind of a low-budget Blade Runner. Sort of. Meets Terminator. Total Recall. Meets Total Recall. Meets... Cherry 2000. Yeah, it's 100%. A, it's a lot of... It's kind of like they just took some ideas and just... You know what it really is? Here. It's like eating a shit ton of uh, Fruity Pebbles and barfing them back up. Right. There's a lot, there's a lot going on There's here. just a lot going on there. Let her, let her, or, or, you know, it's Halloween night and you've eaten all that candy and it's all good. And then you yeah. throw it all up you're like... the. Is all this. Yeah. And there's some pieces that are still whole. Right. Like, like the sweetest fish. Like, like, how did that happen? Right, right, right. Yeah. Why is Robocop still over here? Yeah, that's exactly right. <laughs> Hoo-ah. Hoo-ah. Tom Berenger's back, though. So, how would you fix this? I can't. You can't. Can you? Man, I've got, I I thought about this question because I know it's part of our, 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 our syntax, right? Yeah. I thought about this question and I went through it and I honestly don't think... You might have a better solution. I could not figure out a way with taking what exists and adjusting it. Because sometimes it can be adjusted. But there's there's no there's the story's so discombobulated that it doesn't make enough. So so at its core there there are points that you can use. So get rid of the LAPD and make it a, 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 another government agent that, or make it Cyberdyne equivalent, right? So make like it, the government go, contract with this company, because right, because the LAPD doesn't make sense. No, zero makes no sense. I would also set it all in the U.S. I would take out the need to go to other places. 
Um, set it all, know. set it on future L- L.A. because future L.A. can be crazy. Or shit, set it all in the western town. Right. I would have loved it to be a western. That yeah, would have yeah, been crazy. Cyborg Western would be great. Freaking brilliant. So okay, so now that's my new idea. I'm going with Cyborg Western. So so you basically have your guy, who is you know, maybe he. I like the idea of him him screwing up or failing at that last mission and getting rebuilt and going to retire. And they pulled it, you know, they pulled him back in yeah. for one more job because yeah. it's like they've got that over him. It's like we spent six million dollars to put you back together. You've got to go fight Bigfoot or yeah. whatever it is, yeah. Steve Austin. Yeah. And so did you say Steve Austin? Right, the six million dollar man. That's why I said we spent six million dollars on you. I went with a theme. I exactly <laughs> went with Stone Cold Steve Austin. So when you did that, I was thinking about the wrestler. <laughs> of course you were. You're already dropping. That's some bitch. I'll show him this gimmick over. <laughs> Hua. Tom Berger. Tom Berger. So uh, we're gonna get a whole bunch of notes going. That was Al Pacino. We know, we know. Um, so you have you you have him go, and then it becomes a James Bond th- thriller because he's got to get the plans. Yeah. Because you know it's the '90s and everything's data. No one no one knew about like how the net worked. Right. And so it's it's got you got to get the heart. You've got to get the data plans to the Death Star. That's what it becomes. Yeah. And you have cool cyborgs fighting off to to do that. That's why I think it should be a western. It, it works. Yeah, so he's got to use analog stuff to, to get his way through. If they're out in the West, you get horses involved. You keep his dog. I think you keep the dog. I like the dog. The dog was the most interesting part of that whole movie. That and the lady who worked really hard to be that fit. And right, right. Because I read that fact for, factoid right before I saw her boobs. Right. And so then I was like, hey, good for you. Good for you. You look great. great. I'm a fucking jerk. Please beep that. Oh. <laughs> Like the whole thing, or just the fucking? I'm, <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a beep jerk. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. I don't know. Oh wow. <laughs> yeah, we'll see how that goes. <sighs> um, it, you know, there, there's a nugget in here, and even the weird sequel, there's a nugget in that too. I, I, there's got to be something. The sequel is the if you watch any of the trailers of the it's the most bizarre looking. But by, by the synopsis, it's just a reverse engineered Terminator. It is 100. percent But the lady. Is a bodybuilder, right? Right. So they're really going down that, like you know, she she wanted to be in. I, I believe she was injured, but she wanted to be. You know, it was her goal. Right. This is what she wanted to do was be movies, and <laughs> maybe not the best choices. Know. Question mark. Again, good for her. Yeah, I still stand behind you. Good, good, good for I'm, you. Look, you made a movie. You made a movie. And Biggest part, you did it. Movies are hard to make, and that's the that's the most important lesson about this. You made a movie that was in Starlog, so good for you. Good, good for you. Uh, I have a real quick Starlog before uh, story before we go. Did you know what movie Starlog introduced me to? No. <laughs> well, apparently, it wasn't Nemesis. It was not Nemesis, but it was Darkman. Oh yeah, of course. That's yeah. a great. I haven't seen that in a while. So Darkman uh, was the first one. Sam Raimi. Yeah, first one. Sam Raimi. Yeah. Also, also, do you know who played Darkman? Yeah, Liam Neeson. Liam Neeson. The first time I got introduced to Liam Neeson was, and he Dark was amazing. Man. It was amazing. Oh, yeah. the bad guy is questionable. Die Durant. Die. Uh, <laughs> the 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 guy from L.A. Law. I think <laughs> it was like Lenny. <laughs> yeah, you're not really doing it for me. Right. He's, he's like the Farnsworth of bad guys. <sighs> You know what? Next episode, let's do Darkman. I'm 100% in. We're, next episode is Darkman. Already done. We're going to do Darkman. That's good. That makes you sound like a genius, though. I picked <laughs> Nemesis and Jim Cotta, and you've rolled in with Dream... Dreamscape. Dream, I almost said Dreamcatcher. Dreamscape and freaking Darkman. Oh, we're not doing shit weasels ever on this, because I have a thing with poop. We're not going to do... Um, shit weasels bothered me. Oh, that whole movie bothered me. I liked it, though. Oh. I don't know why it got to me in the right way. <laughs> it was just... A, it was the, It was it, though. 
It was the same concept as it, but done terribly. No, yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure people with Lawrence Kasdan on the script and directing it. Can you believe that Empire Strikes Back? Indiana Jones. That is Kasdan. You're right. Yeah, it's Kasdan. Doesn't necessarily make it the best. He's a good writer, but his directing is questionable. But, I think. But he wrote he he wrote it based on the the novel and then directed it. Also, by the way, also Wyatt Earp says and Wyatt Earp's terrible compared to Tim Stone. Oh yeah, Wyatt Earp doesn't even hold a candle no, to no, it. No, so it's way too serious. Yeah, I love Tim Stone. Me too. <laughs> Tim Stone's good. Yay, 1993. All right. <laughs> Replacement Killers came out then. Uh, no, late, replacement career was late in 97. 97, okay. It's after me or Serena. Oh, we can do that one too? We can, can, we can do replacement killer. That would be my one good one. That yeah, <laughs> probably doesn't hold up, but in my mind it does. Oh, I did it wrong. Danny Trejo's in it, and... Um, Dude, it's it's better. It's the original... Again, the, the assassin story, the same thing that's in this. Right. These stories has existed forever. It's the Ronin story. Right. It's a samurai without a master is all we're doing. Right. But... It's fascinating to me to see how that story archetype that gets trashed by so many has existed and become mega popular again. All right. John Wick is nothing but the Ronin storyline. Oh, exactly. And it's great. And it's the same storylines. Replacement Killers did it, and there's 10 movies before that. I mean, John Wick's a, the. I mean, I've seen a lot of action figure, uh, action films, and I, I loved, especially like John Wick 3. I, I like what they did. They were like, John Wick, okay, it's a simple concept. You know, kill my dog, I'm killing all of you. Yep. Made a shit ton of money. They're like, we got to make another one. So yep. instead of like killing another dog and having to go crazy, they were like, let's build onto a mythos. Yep. And so in my mind, they were like, Harry Potter did this really well. So they, it's like the Harry Potter of assassin movies. And supposedly there's going to be a TV show. Oh, I'd watch it. It's just about the hotel. Oh, which is brilliant. I, I would watch it. They it also is genius because you can have violent scenes just outside of the, the hotel, hotel to keep your production costs where they need to be, but then have really great set up those violent scenes with some of the best, seediest, awesomest dialogue and, and sultriness that comes from that underworld. That's so smart. And then give me one little bit. That's brilliant. That's smart. Uh, shout out to uh, Mobile uh, uh, Coins, Mobile Bay, Mobile Bay Coins. How about that? Because I they sold me a John Wick coin. I have a silver. What? I have a silver John Wick coin. Has the so. Oh, that's sick. It's not gold. They had gold versions too, but the gold versions are like real gold prices. I mean, yeah, the real gold prices, and yeah. I don't make real gold money. But yeah. I got. But I can be like twenty five bucks for a silver piece. Yeah, and I can feel like I done, done. Got my money. So that's freaking Thank awesome. Thank you for Mobile Bay coins and Angelo. So that's really good. All right. Anything else? No, I just want us to get sponsored by Grindhouse Burgers up in Atlanta. So if I slowly plug them now. Maybe they'll send us some... Can we go do an episode in Atlanta at Grindhouse? They'll let us. Oh, I'll make it happen. You make that happen. We'll go do it. Done. This is Scotty saying, this is our uh, contribution to the multiverse. Go out and make yours. hoo Tom Berger. Thank you for listening to the Mobcast Network.